and welcome to another episode of the MDM Podcast. Yes, a different voice hosting today, Trevor Markowski. And Joe is not dead after the hard. I'm trade. here. I'm right here. He's still here. He's still here. <laughs> if you're just wondering why I'm hosting, it's just that's my punishment. So he's not. He hasn't killed himself yet. Trevor lost his picks, oh. so he has to open. Yes. Yes, but the, but the the cops are on standby just in case Joe tries to harm himself. <laughs> and that's what we're going to start out with. Uh, the Harden trade. Uh, Joe, as a Nets fan, what's your thoughts? Well, Trevor, hold on. Let me start by telling you that that was a great introduction, okay? You did a great job. And just just about everything that's gone on in not even the last 24 hours, this past week, week since we got up the air on Monday. We could start anywhere. Now, we're starting with basketball. You could have started with football. You could have started with baseball. You could have started with hockey, and you could have started with basketball. That is how jam-packed this week is. So we're going to start with Harden. But just I just wanted to point that out, that this week was absolutely crazy. A, a lot was going on, and you could we're going to start with Harden. But yeah, just, just, just a lot happened. So you want, me to, you, want me to, you want me to give you my thoughts on Harden? Oh, yeah, the reason why I picked Harden <laughs> first is because, you know, we got to torture you a little bit, so. Okay, I'll, I'll be blunt with you. I hate every part of it. I, I cannot stand it. And Sean Marks on Tuesday, or was it Wednesday? I think it was Tuesday, right? Or was it Wednesday? I think it was Today, Tuesday. Uh, what? Tuesday. I think it was Wednesday, rather. Sean Marks essentially shipped out every piece that turned this team around with the exception of Joe Harris and Spencer Dinwiddie. Over the past four years, this team has been built around Karis LeVert and Jared Allen. Now, none of those guys remain on the roster. So, yeah. I get you bring in James Harden, but I got my problems with James Harden. And it started Tuesday night when he showed up the media. You saw that, right? I saw that. So, um, that, that was a turnoff. Go ahead. Yeah, here's the full trade, if people are wondering. So, the Rockets get uh, Victor Oladipo. Who wanted out of Indianapolis. Yes. I mean, not in Indiana, trade. sorry, Indiana. That's a separate trade with mm-hmm. the Pacers and the Rockets. Dante Exhum. Um, This thing, I hope I'm saying it right. Rodonis Kokus. I, I, I don't know. I, I try my best. Mm-hmm. Three Nets first round picks, 2022, 24, 26. Which means no future. That's out the drain. No. Milwaukee's first, 2022 unprotected. That's from Cleveland. And, yeah. And four Brooklyn first round swaps. 21, 23, 25, 27. The Rockets get all that. The Nets get James Harden. The Cavs, the Pacers get Levert and a second rounder. And the Cavs get Jared Island and Prince. We also got so, a, a second rounder too, by the way. Oh, yes. You know, we got, you got to put that You got to throw that in there. We got some draft capital. Yes, yes, I'm, yes. But, Joe, why don't you describe to the people who are not so sure of what pick swaps mean? Why don't you describe what that means? Oh, so so pick swaps are basically Houston has the the right to swap picks with the Nets. So, so let's say the Nets finish with the fifth overall pick and the Rockets finish with the sixteenth overall pick. If the the Rockets are going to want the higher pick, so they essentially is going to be able to switch whenever they feel like it. So is there a possibility that the Nets don't have a Top fifteen first round pick in like ten years. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's it's eight years, right? But eight years. Sorry. They, you, you, they got rid of what was it? Three of their first round picks. So that's three years gone, and then four pick swaps. So whatever year they don't, they get the lowest pick. Now, if you want to combat that, remain competitive. But 
do you mind if I get back to telling you why I hate this trade? Sure. Sure. So, I know the Nets have been struggling. Not over the past two games, but when the trade was made, they were struggling. And although they were, I was still not willing to give up all of the depth they had. Trevor, you know it better than anyone. Depth is important. Look at your Laker team. LeBron and AD yeah. can, can, can sit on the bench the whole game, and they'd still win by 25. Depth is important. And this has to be, it has to be, the earliest overreaction, the earliest early season reaction I, I've ever seen in sports. How at 6-6, six and six, they're willing to trade everyone on their bench for this, I, I can't say those words on here, so I don't get fined or whatever, but... Let's call it like it is, ball-hungry, not in shape and ready to play basketball, and all he's going to do in this locker room is add fuel to the fire. That's all he's here to do. Well, he might. He's a good player. Now, I want to turn my attention to the with the Rockets. Get to get, like I said, Oladipo, Exum, three, three first-rounders, actually three first-nets rounders, four swaps, and a Milwaukee 2022 protected. They may have great in this trade. Oh, they definitely, they definitely do. And with all the picks they got, with all the players they traded away, now they bring in Aladipo, who I hear they're going to ship out any day now because he doesn't want to be there either. He didn't like it in Indiana, and he sure as hell not going to like it in Houston. I heard, or I didn't hear, last night the Houston Rockets won their first game without James Harden, and everyone in the locker room seemed to bind together and use that as like a, like a, like a building opportunity. I think we lost Trevor. All right, so we lost track. Just to reiterate, I was saying that even though Houston traded away hard, they actually won the game last night, and the locker room t- came together and used it as a building experience. Yeah, and they did. You know, they get a, now they have a future to pass, but they got some good pieces there. Mm-hmm. So certainly the Rockets, you know, should you know they're looking they're looking good. Well, I wouldn't say title contenders, but they could build themselves. No, up. no, I don't think they're even title contenders yet. But you know what, my number one problem with the traders, dude. They gave up so much. Well, yeah, we gave up the whole bench. That's a huge problem. We gave up a bunch of picks. This is just like Paul Pierce and, and Garnett all over again. It really is. And it, what it leaves you with is DeAndre Jordan is the number one stand. And I've made it clear to you and I've made it clear to anyone listening, I cannot stand this guy. It does. I can't uh, stand you know, watching him. Watch him for five minutes. It's awful. You made it clear. The, the other thing I want to turn to attention to is, is that they're always focusing on the Pacers and the Cavs when they got back. The Pacers got back LaVert in the second rounder, mm-hmm. and the Cavs got back Allen and Prince. Those teams have made out pretty well, too. Well, for Indiana, Indiana is already in a great spot. They're four games over 500. They're still a pretty good team. Now, I don't think they're as powerful as, I don't know, the Celtics or the Bucks or even the Nets right now. But adding LaVert, who's a great player, and I've watched him these past couple games, great player. And as for Cleveland, they get Jared Allen. That's great. They already have a crowded center position. Andre Drummond's up there. JaVale McGee's up there. So now they have three centers com- uh, competing for, for playing time. I'm sure Cleveland's happy with what they got in Jared Allen, but it wasn't really a need. Well, the, the thing I'll say about the Pacers, is, Joe, is, is that they have a bunch of workmen-like... There's not one star on the team. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no LeBron or anything. There's a lot of workmen-like... Good players all around that makes it a well. That's a good why. Team. That's why I don't think they're they're a finals contender. What was the last team to win without a star? Like the two thousand four uh, Pistons, I think it was. 
They're the last team to win without a star. You need stars to win in this league. And it's different. It's no, different. yeah, yeah. But the good thing about this James Harden trade is they got a start. Now, I wanted to ask you a question. With Kyrie Irving gone, and if you want to get to him, we can get to him in a second. I got a lot to say on him, too. With him gone, how much of a factor did he play in to the Nets getting James Harden? With his uncertainty, do you think it made a big impact? I think it does. I, I think it does, too. And this is going to get into our next topic, or, or next uh, discussion. Yeah, I heard that if Kyrie has a negative test, he could return on Saturday. I heard, that's not, I, I heard Mark today it's not happening. It's not happening. That's what I heard. That's, all I heard was a negative test. He could return on Saturday. Again, if he gets the test, it doesn't. But I heard He's he not, could he return. Is he not getting suspended, right? He only got a fine. He got 50000 I think he should be suspended. I mean, come on. He can't pull that kind of stuff, dude. You can't leave your team for, for quote-unquote political reasons and then go out to a party. You can't do that. That's 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 a bad look. I, I agree. And, you know, that, that played a factor, I would say, certainly in a hardened trade. And the guys you have left on the bench now, you have Joe Harris. Four guys. <laughs> you have TLC. Uh-huh. So those are your kind of bench guys right there. Well, we're, I'll say this. Reggie Perry played good in the Nick game. When they were when yeah. they were down to nine players in the Nick game, Reggie Perry came up big. He was a leading scorer into halftime. He was, and mm-hmm. uh, who, who else is on that bench that stayed? Right? Anybody else? That... Um, yeah, Landry Shamit. Landry Shamit, and you got Jeff Green. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, besides those four bench players, and those those four players, and Kyrie, KD, and Irving, mm-hmm. can those other guys? Keep up the performance like they have been, which is going to be the question. Oh, definitely. And I wanted to, I wanted to ask you this because when I saw the trade happen and they traded their entire bench, and I don't know if it was last night. I think it was the night that the trade happened. The New Orleans Pelicans were on TV, and I can only think the whole game about AD going to Lakers. What was that like mm-hmm. for you? Now I know AD is a different animal than James Harden. He didn't give you all this trouble. Now, I think it's a bad thing that the league is going down this path that superstars are controlling teams. Now, this has been a thing for a couple of years now, but it's not a good look. But no. would you compare, try and step into my shoes, try and step into the Net fan shoes. Is it similar to what the Lakers did with AD? Remember, they gave up ball. They gave up Brandon Ingram. Like, guys like that, is, would you say it's similar? Would you say it's worse or better? Well, I would say it's better because they won a championship. Okay. Like that. okay. That, before that's the championship. What do you think before the championship? Well, I, I, I thought, you know, they gave up a lot. You know, I, I thought it was coming. I, I did. Okay. I, I saw it months in advance. And, you know. So, but, I, were you happy about it? or I was happy to get AD. I thought, okay. they made a, I thought they made the right move. Okay. In the end. And I, another thing, too, is, is that you have to go back to LeBron. I mean, was it Indiana they played? Remember they were, you know, making fun of him and saying that they don't want these guys on the team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know. At that point, I just figured, you know, they, they those guys couldn't be on the Lakers anymore. They had to give it. Right. It was going to become a bad environment, and, and you just and, had to give it. And they fell into that AD thing. Like, they, they just happened to be guys they, they traded for because they were super young. Yes. And the other thing, too, is with uh difference between the Lakers and the Nets, yes, the, the Lakers got a, a lot of their bench, but they replenished that bench. Right. Well, look I mean, at the, look be- what they have look the bench now. Bench. I think the, the best depth and uh, best bench in the league. Yeah, you know, we always said, you know, Lakers or Nets, what step do you want? I'd say the Lakers definitely have a much better depth than the Nets now. Oh, de- right now, definitely. 
and even before the Hardys right, I'd say yes. Every night, you pointed this out last time we talked, every night there's a new guy, whether it's Les Matthews or uh, who's that? Who's the the 21-year-old kid? T- uh, T- THC, is it, what's his name? THT. THT, there you go. It's it's always a, it's always a new guy on the bench. Montrez Howell or, sometimes. Howell, sometimes Kuzma steps up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's always someone on there that when AD and LeBron have their night off, like they're not going to perform like AD and LeBron should, they step up. And it's a big reason why you guys win games. Let me yeah, give you – go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, sorry to cut you off, but Wes Matthews, who's been injured, you know, Harold and THT have picked up the uh, the, the slate. That's exactly what I'm saying, dude. Out. That's what I'm saying. There's always someone there to pick up the slack. That's the kind of yeah. death teams dream about. So New York strip clubs are happy that they have James Harden. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's all, it's all he really cares about. And there's one positive to come out of this. It's – with Jared Allen gone, and hopefully we're seeing Nick Claxton come back next week like he's supposed to, we're going to see a lot of playing time for him. And as time goes on, and if he's playing, or if he lives up to the hype, and if he's playing better than DeAndre Jordan, Nick Claxton needs to take time away from DeAndre Jordan. Because if you watch five minutes of DeAndre Jordan play center, it's brutal. You want him off the team. The only reason he's here is because of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And it, it, I can't stand watching him. But Nick Class to come back is probably the only positive to come out of this trade. And I do want to make this clear, dude. I'm not going to root against Harden. I'm not going to root for him to fail. I want the team to win. I want to win a championship. But it doesn't mean I, ha- I don't have to like the trade. I, 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 I totally, I totally understand it. And don't, don't worry, kids. We're going to try and keep it PG. Joe is a little out of control today. Wait till we get to. You got it. Got to come down. This is what happens when you host. I get to go a little off the rails. Got to come down. Got to come down. <laughs> but we're gonna move into a, a different part of the Nets. Is, is that Joe? What you think about the uh, the battle of New York, the Knicks and Nets? I start the Nets perspective first. That was a good win with the short and lost. Yes, and don't let the score fool you, because the 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 Knicks scored a lot of garbage time points. Let's let that be clear. With five minutes to go, the Nets were up twenty six. It and got a little interesting. It right? got interesting to the point Kevin Durant actually had to come back in the game. But the Knicks got outclassed. They fouled too much, turned the ball over too much. And I got to tell you, Obi Toppin doesn't look great. Kevin Knox, what's new, doesn't look great. RJ Barrett can't shoot. The Knicks are in some deep, deep trouble, dude. As for the Nets, listen, you play the Knicks, you get a win. A little too close for comfort at the end there. But you come out with a win, especially when they were struggling. That kind of got them going. So, in a way, I was I was okay with the, the close scoring, but... The, the one thing I would say for the Knicks is that they do at least try hard and compete, and they do play defense. That's the one thing I would say well, about that's, them. That's the positive Thibodeau. He's play, he's a great coach so far. And, if, and they're right around 500 right now, which is another positive. Well, dude, they got us with a hot, hot start, but they're starting to come back down to earth. They did. Right? But, you know, yeah. in that Eastern Conference with that top 10 teams, they could possibly make a playing spot. I guess. I mean... It's, I can find. It's not great down there. No, I, I mean it's certainly weaker than the West. Oh, yeah, sure. That's the the West is completely weak, dude. I know the Lakers are good, but every time they play someone from the West, it's like it's not even a close game. I I actually I thought the other day, like, how does Trevor sit down and watch these games when they're up thirty? Like, how do you? Oh, how it's does fun do then. It? It's fun then. You, you know? get you get to but, go to bed early. You don't have to stay up and watch the games. Yeah, you know. Remember, they played the Thunder, who are in rebuilding mode. Mm-hmm. They played the Spurs, who were... That's what I'm saying. Every other day, it's like, hey, we're playing OKC, we're playing the Spurs, and we're playing Houston. But yeah, have you played anyone else again? We played the Clippers. Once. Once. Twice. I don't know if it was once or twice. Once, once. We played the uh, Suns. Mm Mm-hmm. 
we won that. We played the Bulls. We're having some so, COVID troubles, actually. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, I think it's just the way that, you know the, the schedule goes. You know, you mm-hmm. play the easy teams early. You play the, you know. No, but, they got lucky though. They're getting lucky though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, but they're a good team. You know, yeah, you know, like like I said, you know, twelve out championship teams mm-hmm. win the games that you're supposed to win. Right. Right. And coming off the the championship, you you expect some sort of slow start. Not, Not for the Lakers. So Not for the Lakers. I give them that. They 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 fight. Yeah. So. I'm waiting for this transition. Basketball. Here we go. Let's see it. Enough basketball talk. We're gonna move into football. Okay. D- divisional round. Joe, any first impressions or things you want to talk about? Oh, uh, uh, for, be- for for none of the game. For not for a specific game. Just league wide. Because I know we're gonna break down all four games. League wide. I want to see more teams go for it on fourth and two and fourth and one. I don't know what got into the NFL coaches who lost last week, but for some reason they love to punt the ball. I don't know if it's because the punter wanted to play in a playoff game. I don't know what the deal was, but let's go for it on fourth and two and fourth and one and and fourth and short. Tomorrow, four thirty-five. We got Rams at Packers, and this is normally my uh, expertise. But now, since you're uh, not since you're not the host, I gotta ask you: What do you think the line is? Since you're playing guest oh. spread this time. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna say Packers are like six and a half. You got it, man. Six and a half. Yeah, one for one in my career. So the over under is forty five and a half, and that is the lowest over under. Obviously, you know the cold conditions and mm-hmm. and the Rams Lambo. They're gonna have they're gonna have fans, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we have a number on how many fans they're gonna have? It was it was low. I, I I think it was actually three hundred. Three hundred? I think it was short. It was really low. Yeah. Wow. I could so, be wrong, but I think it was three hundred. So if that's the case, uh, that you know that I don't know how much of a difference that would make. Right. But Joe, do you think the Rams have a path to victory in this game? Oh, definitely. And it relies on Jalen Ramsey covering Devontae Adams. That was this is like the undercard. I told you this Monday. It's the undercard. For the Ravens-Bills game, for the Chiefs-Browns game, and Tom Brady and Drew Brees with the Saints and the Bucks, It's the undercard, but that is the number one thing I'm looking forward to, is the Rams' defense now fully replenished. Aaron Donald's back, so he's going to be giving uh, Aaron Rodgers some trouble. But contain Devontae Adams, contain Aaron Rodgers, and I think the Rams have a legit shot to win today. What about you? Well, I I do think the Rams have a shot to win. And... The other question I have is is that the Packers' defense, do you think they're up to the task? Mm, against Jared Goff, yes. If it was against any other team, no. I am not high on Jared Goff, you know that. But I, as the days have gone on, as the Rams have gotten healthier, there's a sneaky suspicion that the Rams might go into Lambeau and take this game. Remember I told you Monday, the Rams' defense travels. They do. Right? I mean... <laughs> they do, and... You know, that's why the over-under is low. I think it could be a really close game. People didn't expect it. So, I, I think it's a good game. And, Joe, give, give me your prediction. What do you think here? Rams, Packers. I got the Packers still, but... You taking the points? I, I will. Yeah, oh, I forget the spread? Yeah, yeah, you Ooh, have to say. Okay, I can't, I, I'm not doing... Okay. Um. No, I don't think it'll be 6 and I, I got the Rams then, but I think the Packers win the game outright. All right. I, I have the same thing. I take the Rams points. I, I think the Packers win, you know, 16-13, something like that. Okay, so 16-13, so definitely low scoring. That's the under, yeah. right? That's the under, yeah. Okay. Can, can I ask you a so, question? Sure. 
this is the best game of the week, and this is my... I know you had the, the Ravens. Can I open this game? Sure. Okay, I, sorry, I wanted to take this away from you. Ravens, Bills... I don't even know what the spread is. What's the spread at? Uh, Bills are two and a half. Bills are two and a half, okay. So, is that, is that moved all, has, that, has that moved all week? It was at three when we talked on Monday. So. Okay, so it has gone a little more in, in, in the Ravens' favor. But this is the game of the weekend, dude. Two of the most exciting and electrifying quarterbacks in the league going at it in apparently snowy Buffalo. And, by the way, do you hear that narrative of that Lamar Jackson can't play in the snow? It's such a stupid argument. Well, that's why the over-under is only at 49 right now. That's fine with the over-under. But all week, like, Lamar Jackson has to travel to Buffalo and, and play in the snow. Who cares? He plays in the cold, too. He plays in Baltimore. I get it, but he runs half the time. He's in, he runs 21 times a game. He's basically he a running throwing, back. And you can throw in the snow a little bit. I mean, you know, I don't know what they're calling for. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a whiteout or something like that. No, it's good. I heard it's like an inch or two. It's not even going to snow a lot. Yeah, again, again, I don't know. I haven't looked at the weather. I, I don't, I don't know what the the video I was calling Dude, for up there. Once but... I heard them say possible snow in Buffalo, the narrative changed from Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, hottest team in football. To how is Lamar? Can he handle the snow in Buffalo? The one inch of snow that's gonna pour down in in snowy Buffalo, New York. I'm like, what are we doing here? But I, anyway, I agree. Go, now, go ahead. The the one thing I think that could that could change is that. Maybe with a little bit of snow, it could maybe bring the score down just a little bit. Maybe. I mean, you still have two of the best offenses in the league. Yes. And for the Bills, Stefan Diggs is back. Cole Beasley is back. They've been living in practice this week, and I believe they're on track to play. Correct me if I'm wrong. But Josh Allen's getting his two top targets back. Yeah, and you know, this is this is a really good game. And uh, Joe, a question for you is, is that give me one key. For Ravens to win, one key for the Bills to win. Ravens' key is hold Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley. There's going to be some extreme stress on that secondary. I know they can handle it, but they need to if they want to win. I trust Lamar Jackson. That's fine. I know he has a tough task against the Bills' defense, but contain the receivers and and hold the secondary for uh for Baltimore. What about you? Give, give, give me something for you. Well... Uh, the one thing I would say, I'm going to give one for the Bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, contain Lamar Jackson. That's number one. Mm-hmm. And don't have these Raven drives that take a lot of time, which they they can do sometimes. Because mm-hmm. that really drains the defense out. you got to keep right. your defense off the field against them. Right, and that's true. That could be a key. I, when I was looking at the Ravens' secondary, I, I couldn't help but see that Marcus Peters didn't practice at some point this week. Is he on track to play? Uh, as of right now, I haven't heard that he's not going to play. Here, hold this up. I'm going to go look it up. Joe is looking it up right now. It is phenomenal technology. My phenomenal computer. Ravens. Yes. Here we go. Uh, Marcus Peters, limited practice Thursday. He didn't practice all week until today or yesterday. Mm. His game status mm. is questionable, so he's on track to play. I think he will play, if you ask me. I, I do, too, and it's a playoff game. Even if you're, like, 70% in a playoff game, they're going to push you to play. At yeah. the end of the year, you're, you're going to push through it. So, what we got here? I got the Bills. I uh, I have the Ravens here, plus two and a half. I'm going to say Ravens win 28-21, something like that. This is a tough game, dude. This is a, it's a really good one, but I wouldn't be shocked if any one of these teams win. I have Buffalo win the Super Bowl, actually, but... 
that it, I, two I, Super Bowl picks go head to head. I know, and well, one of us has to be disappointed, of course. But I told you, what was it, last Thursday, uh, eight days ago t- from today, that these were the two hottest teams going to the playoffs, and they won last week. They're going to keep going here. And it's it's just, it might be the best playoff game of the year, maybe with the exception of the Super Bowl, whoever the teams are. But this right here, if you want to look back in a couple weeks and say, what was the best playoff game to take place? Bills Ravens. Well, Joe, now it will be a blowout. So thanks for that. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks for ruining it for everybody. I'm sorry, dude. Sorry. No, 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 no sorry. But anyway, let's move the page to Sunday. Three o'clock. Browns at Chiefs. What do you think the line in this game is? Browns Chiefs. I saw. I. I, I mean, yeah. Last I saw it was Chiefs ten. And it's still at ten. Oh, and do I? Do you see a Browns path to victory here? Yes, I do. I actually do because the you have the two premier offenses here, and people are taking the win against Cleveland last week. You mean Steelers? A Steel Steelers. Sorry, well, the win against the Steelers like fifty fifty. Some guys think, or some people. I shouldn't say guys, but some people are saying that's a that's a key win. They're going to go on a deep playoff run, or that's a one-time thing. They got their one playoff win in the last 25 years. Back to the basement they go. For me, it's not going to be easy. Like I said, you got the two premier playoff, uh, two premier offenses in the league. And they broke that 25-year-old playoff win drought last week. And they're gaining momentum. And they're actually getting healthier. Denzel Ward is back. The coach is back. Some other Browns players are back off the COVID list. So they're getting healthier. But... Is it enough to contain Mahomes, Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill, Trevor? It's a big task, I'll tell you that. And you know, I think they could, I don't know if they're going to win it, but I think it'll be closer than people expected. The over under I saw was like at fifty six and a half. Fifty seven, yeah. Fifty seven, dude. I could totally see some team in this game scoring forty plus points. Whether it's the Browns or Kansas City, there's going to be no defense here. It's going to be an absolute shootout. Whoever can score the most... I mean, it's, uh, this is an, uh, a generic comment. Whoever can score the most points is going to win. But it's going to be who can hold up with the other team. Who can get to 45 first. It's going to be a game like that. And Cleveland's got plenty of weapons of their own. Because like I mentioned, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and Mahomes to you. Don't forget about this lethal Cleveland running back duo. With the receiving back with Nick Chubb. The, I mean, the receiving back with Cream Hunt. The actual running back with Nick Chubb, don't the Browns are not going to lay down and die, and don't think they will. It's going to be a I close agree. game all the way to the end. Prediction: Chiefs. I still have the Chiefs. As much as I love the Browns, you just can't compete. You can't go to Arrowhead and win a playoff game against some Holmes and Andy Reid. It's just impossible. I I say Chiefs win forty two thirty four. So you have it as a one possession game. <clears throat> yeah. See. I don't know if it's going to be one possession, but 40, you said 44 for the Chiefs or 42? No, 42 34. 42 is definitely possible. And I could see like a 42 28. I'll put that. If I had to give you a prediction, uh, an actual score prediction, I'll give you that. But 42 28 seems about right. One team is definitely going to break 40 points. No question about it. All right. And that brings us to what I think is the game of the week. Bucks at Saints, Breeze and Brady, what a game. Joe, what do you think the line is? Hold on, I, I got to address this. Are you only saying it's game of the week because both quarterbacks are 40 years old? No, 
I, I just think it's a very interesting matchup to me. Why? Well, I think, you know, the Bucks got hammered both games. And, you know, <laughs> Bucks' offense has been a lot better. I'm just curious. Can Tom Brady go in and beat Drew Brees in his own house? The answer is yes, he can, by the way. But, Thanks, but we'll, we'll spoil that. Go ahead. Start us off here. But what do you think the spread is in the game? Saints four and a half? Saints by a field goal. Field goal, okay. See, so I still like the Bucks. Go ahead. Sorry. So, Joe, my question would be to you is, is that can the Bucks defense, which is uh, a little shaky, can they uh, contain the Saints offense? Yes, definitely. Look at the way Drew Brees played against Chicago last week. He only scored 21 points. I know Chicago's defense is a strong side. I know it's pretty good, but that's a putrid Bears team, dude. And you know they only scored 10 points and a touchdown in garbage time, so it's really only like three points. That is a yeah. putrid team. To only get 21, or was it 21 or 28? 21. I think it was 21, yeah. I only get 21 points there. I mean, come on. You can't compete with the Bucks like that. In any any team in the AFC, you cannot compete with any one of the remaining teams in the AFC by scoring 21 points. You can't compete with the Packers. Maybe the Rams if the Rams win. But it's things like that that lead me to believe that Tampa Bay can win. Now, I'm starting to think about it. Tampa Bay last week against Washington, remember we talked about it, held Washington's running. Remember, six, or was it 36 handoffs to Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick for, like, 60 yards? It was something crazy like that. They, they held into an absurd amount of rushing yards. I'm not saying yeah. they're going to do it with Alvin Kamara, because Alvin Kamara and Antonio Gibson, different animals. But if they can contain Alvin Kamara, and that's the key here is Alvin Kamara, if they can contain him and they can score, I don't know, as much as they have in the last couple games. Last four games, they scored over 120 points. Okay? That should say something. If they can keep that up, Buccaneers are on the way to the NFC Championship game. Now, can the Saints defense contain the Bucks' offense? Probably not. I really don't. I, over the last four games, like I said, 120-plus points. There's no way to stop Tampa Bay and Tom Brady right now. There's, I, can't find, I can't find anyone who can stop them. Look at the, the stress that Tampa Bay is going to put on the Saints' corners and the Saints' secondary. Look at it. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski. It's your, it's too much to handle. I agree with you. And, you know, it could be a shootout, but we'll see. The Bucs are playing very well. you got to give them that. Joe, can you give me a final score prediction in this game? Bucks, I'll say Bucks. Uh, hey. I'll say 35-25. 35-25 for Joe. I am going to go with a Bucks win, too. I'm going to say, you know, 35-31, something like that. 35-31. So, again, a one-possession game. And, so, you know, and you think the Saints actually my, break 30 points. I do. I hope that my hope, like, people hope my predictions come true because that means, you know, Good games all around for the whole weekend. No, you're no. That's true. I there's just no way in my mind that I could see New Orleans breaking thirty points. I they they barely get the twenty five in my head. They might get well, a garbage time touchdown. To get never never count out Drew Brees. I am counting. Also, to put a little chip on Drew Brees' shoulder, this might be his last game if he loses. Yeah, so you know you never count him out, man. I won't. All right, that's fair. That's fair. All right, now we're gonna continue with the NFL. Different front now. For the NFL. Uh, a couple of coaching hirings, mm-hmm. two in particular that are really interesting. 
And, you know, since we're a New York-based team, we're going to start with this one. Mm-hmm. Joe, what is your reaction to the Jets' new hiring? Oh, I love it. And when it broke last night, I think it broke it around, like, a little after 10 o'clock. Were you yes. still up for that? I was still up for that. All right. So, me being me, every night at – I usually start at 7, but last night after the Ranger game, after that embarrassment, if you want if you want to touch on that, I'd love to give you a couple words on that later. But well, we're going to get to that. Still, okay, good. Um – so I normally, at night, I'll listen to the fan. And one of my favorites, John Jaskremski, was on. And it happened as he was on the air. So, of course, for the rest of the hour and a half he had allotted to him on his radio show, Jet fans called in. And one by one, Jet fans called in, and they were enthusiastic, man. They were enthusiastic on those phone lines on the fan. On Twitter day, every Jet fan I've seen, every Jet fan I've talked to, loves this hire. I like the hire, too. I think he's a defense coach. What if he did in San Francisco? I think he's going to fix that defense up. You know, I, I think it's a great hiring. And he comes in, and he, he's got a very tough first uh, task. Does he get a new quarterback? I'd love to talk I'd love to talk about that one second. I, I have the number, though, to what, to what you just said about him turning around that defense. He went in there with the 49ers defense being ranked 32. And he, that's remember, that's dead last. Yeah. And then when he left last year, they were top five. In two years, that's an incredible turnaround. Now, as for the quarterback, this is something I've been thinking about way before they hired Robert Sala to be the coach. And with the hiring, and as it got to thinking, if the hype is real, if this guy is what everyone thinks he'll be, dude, I think they got to keep Sam. You have all this draft capital. You have the number two pick. You might be able to trade down if you don't want a quarterback and get more draft capital. And here is the key. If Robert Sala and Joe Douglas fall in love with a quarterback, like if, let's say they love Justin Fields, which I've made it clear I don't. Let's say they love Justin Fields or they love Zach Wilson. Then go ahead and take one. If you find your well, guy, take him. But if you're not in love with one, keep Sam Donald. Well, my, my thing is, is that if they trade down to a certain spot, you got to be, they can still get a quarterback and get draft capital. Sure. It, dep- it depends what quarterback you want, though. Are you really that high on Mac Wilson? Or Kyle Trask? No, but you can still get a Trey Lance or Zach Wilson. But maybe they don't like maybe they don't like any quarterback I, here besides I'm, Wilson. It's it's extremely I'm just, possible. I'm just saying if they if they like a, a couple of quarterbacks, they can still do that. Definitely. If they don't, I'll, I'll make it even simpler. If they don't like Justin Fields, they're going to trade down. Absolutely. They. I'm here. Let me. I'm going to pull up the 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 draft order because there are a couple teams here that might want to move up together. Josh, how about the, Justin Fields? How about the Patriots? See, you're going down to 15 there. You're not getting the trail of 15. I'm thinking more of like Atlanta or Detroit. Detroit. Maybe even Carolina wants a quarterback. Denver. Denver maybe. But even nine might be too far The down. Giants. Hey, hey, hey. I know you're hosting the show, but we're not We're not doing this. We are, <laughs> I am not arguing with you about quarterbacks, dude. I'm not doing it. But No, but even like nine where Denver is just too far. The ideal trade for me. Move down to seven, give Detroit the number two pick, and are we going in this fantasy that they like a quarterback or don't like a quarterback? Well, I was doing my fantasy, and I actually had the uh, Jets trading with the Lions, and the Lions getting Justin Fields, mm-hmm. and the Jets getting Trey Lance. So, so you still have the Jets taking a quarterback? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm, my, go ahead. my fantasy, my mock draft is on. I'm going to work on it. So, and we will have an actual like we're going to start doing like weekly mock drafts. I don't know about weekly, but ever so often. We might Starting start after the Super Bowl. 
yeah, we we might even do it the week before the Super Bowl. Because there's not yeah. going to be any football games to break down. That February 1st show, we might do like an early mock draft. And as we get closer, of course, they're going to do a ton on it. But I'm, I'm going to go pick by pick here and tell you if the Jets were to trade down what I think would happen, okay? So the Jaguars okay. are going to get Lawrence with Urban Meyer, who I, I'm sure you want to touch on in a few minutes, right? Yes. Okay. So the Jets will trade down with the Lions. The Lions will take Justin Fields. Here's where I'm split. What do the Dolphins do? Do you want to tackle or do you want to playmaker? I think you got to go with Devonta Smith right here. The Dolphins need the number one receiver. What are you thinking about that? Uh, I, I think so. Do you think the Dolphins could trade down? No, I think they have to stay with anything. But who do they take here? Do you want the Seawall guy or do you want Smith? Or someone else? Maybe, maybe you like Jamar Chase. Who do you like? I, I would take Smith. All right, so the Dolphins at three take Smith. Four, the Falcons will take... I think the Falcons might call quarterback. I'm going to give him Zach Wilson. Uh, Seawell go to Cincinnati. I like Jamar Chase in Philly. I think he's fit for Philly. And then the Jets down at seven. You could go at Trey Lance, like I said. Um, you see, now that I'm thinking about it, dude, I, Mika Parsons, see, I don't know if I want to do that. I think for the Jets, they need to stay. If they're not going to move down, they need to stay too. But if they are, you got to go down to four because you need to get either Sewell or, or Smith if you're not taking a quarterback. Uh, right. That's Joe's uh, fantasy <laughs> land right now. Um, <laughs> but the, the other head coaching hiring is that what's your thoughts about the Urban Meyer thing? Oh, I want to get your, I want to get your thoughts. What do you think of Jeff Joe? Oh, my thoughts. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. You have to, I know you're hosting. You still have to give your opinion. I want to hear what you have to think. I, I don't. I, I, I don't know yet. I. I we have to see how to. It's still a little too early to tell. You have time I'm to think. Still, yeah, I'm still. I don't know yet. To be truthfully honest, I'd be fifty. Okay, we're good. Um, but what's your thoughts about the uh, Urban Meyer to Jacksonville? I love this, and I know we talked about it on Monday. But do you think there's any chance he takes Justin Fields because of his connection with Ohio State? Very, very small, in I, my opinion. I think he went to Jacksonville to to, to take Trevor Lawrence, and he said it today that going to Jacksonville. One of the number one reasons was because they had the number one pick. Yeah. Makes a ton of sense. I agree. So, and, you know, we'll see if he can turn around in this team. It'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. So, that's the uh, coaching hirings, or the few that are interesting. But uh, we're going to turn uh, now to the ice and rinks and stadiums and arenas. And, Joe, I understand you had a pretty embarrassing moment with your crosstown rival, the Islanders, last night. But what is oh, your oh. expectations for this season? Score goal. Well, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> <Please>. real ex- <laughs> Season expectations. Okay. No, you want to be realistic? Okay. I think they need to sneak into the playoffs. They got in the, in the Atlantic 8 or the East 8 this year. Four teams are going to make it. You got to be one of those four teams, in my opinion. I know they're super young. And you saw it last night. Lafreniere's 19 years old. Keandre Smith's 20. The, I think half or more than half of the players are under 25 years old. Now, there's going to be some struggles, but there's no reason to be one of the best four teams in that in that division this year. Uh, it's a tough division. There's no question oh, it's, about I that. think it's tougher than hockey this year. Yeah, so but the, are you saying that it's if they don't make the playoffs, it's a failure? No, I don't think so. I think they, I think they should sneak in. But if they don't, I'm not going to hold it against them. Again, they have players who are 19 years old in this team. Would you be disappointed if they didn't make it? Of course. I'm disappointed every time my team doesn't make the playoffs. But 
if I if I'm gonna be realistic, if they're in at the end, if they're playing 500 hockey, and until the last four or five games they're in a playoff race, I'm happy. I won't be happy at the time, but in a few years when I'm looking back on the 2021 season, which we'll never forget, I'm gonna say, you know what? For the for for the average age of those guys, for the young players, for the for the for the head coach, I think David Quinn is the, the future head coach of this team. To be honest with you, for all, all right. of that, I think be competitive. That's my expectation. Well, what about, we'll what, about, what about your Canucks? Have you watched any of the games so far? I, I have. You know, it's it's. I, I think it's going to be hard to split uh, teams when you play them back to back. Um, but I was happy with the performance uh, the first night. The second night, you know, mm, so what are you going to do? Con- what, 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 yeah, what are you going to do? Conor McDavid was just uh, a freak. You yeah, a uh, Yeah, I mean, you, you can't control that. I mean, you know, the guy's just unguardable. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. So, you know, things going to happen, you know. The guy's just that good. But, you know, a lot of young talent, you know, new draft guys coming. Same thing as the Rangers, except maybe a little farther down the no, line. No, you guys are further down the line. You had a good playoff run last year. You, you guys yeah, have a little I, more expectation than we did. Yeah, I would say the expectation this year is get into the playoffs and at least win one playoff round. Right. So that would be a little bit more than the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Totally. So, Joe, another – now we're switching to the diamond now. We're going back and forth here. We, so. We've hit all four sports. Yes. I, I, I might be a record. Might be a record. That's what I call, that's what I call a Friday show. You know, Mondays yes. are – Mondays are like we have a scheduled yeah. show, so we got to break down football games every Monday. But when we get yeah. to Friday, Thursday and Friday, all the gloves are off. We talk about what we want, and you'll see at the end yeah. what we're talking about. Wait till you see that. Yeah, Joe, Joe, Joe thanks for picking a, uh, such a great week for me to go on. I Seriously. really appreciate it. I was, when um, I was picking your week, I'm sorry, I'm going to spoil this. I didn't want to pick, like, I didn't pick a Monday because I don't want to say they're important, but, like, we had something planned Monday. I wanted to yeah. find the week where we didn't have anything planned. And back in December when I first won, this looked like a good week to, to do it. It really turned out to be a good week. So. It, it's a great week. I, I told you, I was looking forward to the show all day. Yeah. Um. First, let's start out since we're a New York-based team. We got the good news this morning. I woke up and I saw DJ LeMahieu re-signing with the Yankees. Six-year, $90 million deal. Joe, your your thoughts on the deal? Let me give you a background first. So, I got to start school at 7.30, and I was home today. So, me being me, a 7.30 Google Meet room means I get up at 7.25. That's how I roll. I don't know how. See, I don't... I'm the opposite. Okay, so you're. I know you're an early bird. So you were probably up. Were you up when this broke at six o'clock? Oh, I, I, I get up. At, I'm supposed to go to school eight ten. Okay. Start. I'm I'm up six fifteen, six thirty every day. Okay. Even weekends. Uh, weekends seven o'clock. Oh no! He goes crazy with himself. He sleeps in. Okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> but so when I got up at seven twenty-five, I had two text messages. One was from my fantasy baseball group chat. And one was from Trevor. And I looked at the fantasy baseball group chat first because I didn't think Trevor had anything important to say at 7.30 in the morning. I'm sorry, Trevor, but I, I did text you late last night, so I was just expecting an answer from what I said about – I think I said something about Harden. I forget. But I opened the fantasy baseball chat, and someone in my league, Hunter, if he's listening, he gets a shout out Hunter. He goes, wow, we actually got DJ back. So I'm still half asleep here. I'm like, what is he talking about? Is he – is he is he close or did they say something? Then I go to you, and you go, "We got him." I'm like, "What is he talking about?" I go on Twitter, first tweet, John Morosi. The Yankees are close to finalizing their deal. 
at 7.25 in the morning when I'm half asleep. I shot up, I had that smile on my face walking down the stairs and into the kitchen to get some breakfast. It was that so kind of morning. It, it, it was. You know what? He's probably going to retire as Yankees, 32. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, you know, you think 38, maybe, probably, you're most likely. But, you know, Joe, after months of waiting and, oh, what's going to happen, this, that, it is finally over. Cashman finally woke up. Right, and it was annoying that it took all this time. But this move had to be made. And let's call okay. it like it is. I'm sorry. Let's call it like it is. He's their best player. And without him, they couldn't have done anything they did over the past two years. I know yep. last year, this 2020 season is a little iffy. It'll go down in the record books. It doesn't count. It does not count. He played an instrumental role in how far the Yankees got. Yeah, and the other thing I would say is I think the Yankees got lucky with a pandemic. Because if this would have happened... Waiting like this, I don't think in a normal year this would have happened. In a regular year, he was getting somewhere around $25 million, if you ask me. That's, yeah. that's $10 million off of what he actually got. Now, at D- for D'Angelo Mayhew to be 32 years old and be a free agent, that's risky in baseball. Because as yeah. time has gone on over these past couple of years, you've seen that teams are not willing to pay older superstars. So, with the pandemic struck near, with everything that's gone on with Major League Baseball free agency, it's been slow to begin with over the past couple of years, but this year especially slow. DJ looking in the future at 38 years old, did he say, I'm going to have a hard time finding work at, th- at 36 or 37 if I took a four- or five-year deal? Let me get some more security, and I'll take less money. That way I'm secure, and I have a job for the next six years. Do you think that I played compl- a factor in it? I think it definitely played a factor in it. Mm-hmm. No, no question about it. And... Yankee fans out there, Yankee Nation, you know. Rejoice. Finally, yes. Now, we had a couple other signings, too. It wasn't just Lemayhew. Uh, the bigger signing uh, earlier in the week was, what do you think about the Liam Hendricks three-year deal? Um, Here, with relief pitchers, I have no problem with good relief pitchers being paid. But my instant reaction to it was like, wow, $54 million guaranteed is a lot. And... I think of Liam Hendricks as the top five reliever in baseball. But here's the counter-argument. In his 10-year career, he's had one and a half good years of being a dominant closer. Right? In 2019, Mm -hmm. his good career started. That's eight years into his career. So the White Sox clearly think he'll be just like he was these past couple years for the next three or four years. But the concern for him... And the concern of 99.9 relievers in this league is what is next year going to bring? Because you've seen it all over the league. Relievers have a great one year or a great two years, and the next year they're horrific and they fall off the face of the earth. Yeah, there are I only three guys or four guys that I put on, you can count with your fingers, that I put on my list of automatics. Aroldis Chapman, Ryan Presley in Houston, Zach Britton, and Milwaukee's Josh Hader. Those are the only four guys that night in and night out I can count on, and every year I can rely on to have a 30-plus saves and an ear rate somewhere in the twos. Every year, they're, yes. they're automatic. Also, Brad Hand, but he's a, he's unsigned, so I didn't want to add him. Yeah, that's rumors with the Mets right now and all that. So we thought he was signed, but as of right now, he's still technically a free agent. Technically, so. it's close, though. They say that yes. they're... Yes. Uh, yes. Uh Another signing I want to get to is just that how about the Mets signing Jose Martinez to a one-year uh, deal? Under the radar. And he's a lefty killer, dude. Kills he lefties. 
right? Am I, am he I right? Does. It's like I, uh, he, he's a great pinch hitter, and depending on what they do with the National League, depending on what they do with the DH in the National League, I heard he's a great pinch hitter. That I heard they're going to have universal DH this year. That's only rumored, so don't go what I said. That's all I've heard. See, I saw this. It was uh, My heart breaks for, for these kind of things because – no, I love the Universal DH. It's not even the Universal DH. They're talking about seven inning double headers, runner on second, well, expanded seven postseason. The seven inning double headers, expanded postseason. I don't like, but I do like the runner on second. Okay, so let's let's have this conversation now. If you want to go national, you know I'm a big proponent of the pitcher hitting, right? You know I love that. Yes. That's not. We're not going to have that debate right now, but I do like it. Okay. You know what's worse than that? What runner on second next innings. I'm saying not, don't start it in the 10th inning. Maybe start it in the 11th or 12th. How about 15th? No, no. How about I'll give you 12. How about that? No, I'll I'll I'm st- 14. I'll give you 12. I love on a on a summer night when the Yankees, I don't know, whoever they're playing. There's a classic game that goes 13 or 14 innings. There's nothing better than that. I I get you, but the runner on second makes it more interesting, but I don't want it in the postseason though. It really doesn't, and the plan was that it would bring back bunting. It didn't. Nope. Did it, how many bunts were put down with a runner on second base? Three. I. I. I if that, that if didn't that. work. So. So what is the point of it? I. I agree. But, I, but, I, but you see what I'm saying here? What is the What is the I, point of it? It creates action. So okay, now they're worried about action. They won't add a pitch oh, clock, look, but they're worried I, about action at at 11:30 at night. Look, I agree with you with the bunting. That that's ridiculous. But the bunting. That was the big but, thing. That's what I was told is don't worry, no. they're gonna bring back bunting with it. I never was a proponent. I was a proponent of look at this guy on second new kind of baseball. That's the thing I was more excited about. Not about the bunting. But he didn't get on second base. He's there just to start inning. That's not how the that's not how it works. But that's the exciting part. Imagine imagine overtime a team was allowed to go off sides and have a receiver standing twenty yards. But down. that's different. That's different. How? That's it's the same thing. You start with the guy on second base. Yeah, but people have gotten out of it before, so I'm just saying, you know, it, it's different. Why is it an, an issue now for the games to end quicker, but they won't add a 20-second pitch clock? That should be added, too. I think a 20-second pitch clock would be awesome. I think it would solve everything if it's enforced. I, I don't get why added. people don't like a pitch clock, and I understand clocks don't belong in baseball. This is not a game clock. This is a pitch clock. All it's doing is keeping a steady pace in the game, and I think... In the long run, it'll be beneficial. I I I agree. Now, also, let me add this. I, I don't know if you want to say anything else on it. Expanded playoffs in 162 game is ridiculous. I hate it. Oh my god, I hate it in the 60 games, and I'm gonna hate it more in 162 games. The only the, uh, the only thing I would change is, is that don't add the same teams. Keep it the way it is to one wild card. Except have the wild card series be three games. Add games, not teams. You want to add more games. Yeah, so I'm saying make the wild card best out of three. No, see, I'm going to compromise here with you. Maybe you like this. You ever hear the Japanese wild card? What is that? So, it's two teams in the better team's ballpark. So, let's let's use two teams. Let's say it's the Yankees and Red Sox, okay? Yeah. The Yankees were the better team. They're going to host the game against the Red Sox. If the Red Sox or if the Yankees win, they go to the next round. They go to the playoffs. If the Red Sox win... They have to play one more game the next night, and the winner of that moves on. I'll give you a compromise. Here. It's the best out of three straight. <laughs> all three games at the home at the better team's place. Um, see, I think it's just too long. That's too much of a layoff for the for the one seed. Layoffs are not good in baseball. You gotta remember that. I understand that. It's got to be a short thing. You know what I'm saying? It can't be. I... 
I get that. We, we give the one seed a week off. That's not good for baseball. That's not good for baseball. I get teams. that. So, a, a discussion for another day. Definitely. So we got we got two more things, right? Because you, you said you had a surprise for me, right? Well, the surprise for you is is that they uh, well actually the surprise is actually tied into the last thing. So okay. technically one. So I was thinking to myself, saying, you know, I have all the power now. This is my show, and it's I figured, a, you know, it's a dangerous thing. Yeah, well, it really is. And I was thinking, you know, Joe kind of put this punishment on me, so I'm not gonna let him get off the hook here. Uh, I'm gonna have to, you know, he's gonna have to at least get some punishment, you know, basically doing this. And that was your big fear was that, you know, like, what guy, you know, your big fear was like, you know, I'm not gonna get off the hook this entirely. So that what was is your big fear? My biggest so, fear. So your big fear was I'm gonna. Make new topics on the show, and it did happen. It you, now, supposedly. Let's see where this. Let's see where this goes. So, so we're gonna have a new segment. I didn't tell you this before. Here, a new segment on the show. You will be doing hockey. Is okay. that fair enough? Okay. That hasn't gone crazy yet, right? Easy enough. Yeah. I like yeah, this. I, I, I like this. Yeah, this is where. This is my point now. You <laughs> see, me, I am a very weird kid in some ways <laughs> just the way i am would you say that joe um well i don't know you personally too much i only met you for like five days in person but we, we we've talked on the phone twice a week for the for the last six months so i think i've gotten to know you pretty well yeah i don't know so, if weird's the right word <laughs> but I, okay go on how about how about i have different methods how about that you have very different opinions that i can't fathom sometimes but, you know, that, that's what makes a great show. That's, it's awesome. So, we, I, I'm going to be doing a very, what's the word I like to use here? Um, Foreign? Crazy? Off the walls? Okay. So, every Thursday, an exception for two Saturdays in March, there <laughs> is a... Are you still with me here? <laughs> I'm listening. No laughing, no laughing, no laughing. <laughs> Come on, should I, should I mute myself? No, 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 it's okay. So every Thursday, I have this big uh, World Cup carnival. And there's no carnival there, by the way. There's no Ferris wheels. You got to mention where it is. It's in Dubai. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> and, Go ahead. Uh, and there's no carnivals, by the way. There's no Ferris wheels. Yeah, I, I was shocked. Know. I didn't see a, I didn't see a roller coaster here. I thought I'd see it. it like it's, a, just, it's just called that. I, I don't know why. I thought I'd see like a, I thought I would see like a, a horse on a roller coaster. You can call up the race course and ask them. I, I didn't make <laughs> So we so this goes on. Normally it starts two weeks earlier, but of the pandemic, they made it two weeks back. Quarantine, whatever uh, the situation. So the carnival starts next Thursday. Well, six days from today. The horse race. And hey, and <laughs> goes for six consecutive Thursdays or five, whatever. And then Super Saturday is the dress rehearsal. Woohoo! For the horses. Do they put and on then, skirts? No. Okay. <laughs> and then hey, by the way here, and then the Dubai World Cup goes for twelve million dollars. So we got some Ooh, serious. Okay. Money. Okay. Now I'm interested. Twenty million. Okay. Twelve million. Twelve. Okay. I'm interested so, now. You know, hey, and, and, and you know, the, the, the lowest purse money or race money is 68000 That's some serious money right there. That's, that's a lot of money right there. And that's in U.S. dollars. It's not in, you know, foreign money. Foreign? You know where Dubai is? 
Well, I, I understand that. I, I, no, I'm asking you, where the heck is Dubai? <laughs> is it in you India? Never heard of you, you never heard of United Arab Emirates? Okay, so it's there. Okay, I know what that is. UAE, you know, right next to, you know, Saudi Arabia, you know. Got it. That, so, so middle you understand East. now? Got it. So that's what we will be doing for the next six or seven weeks. <laughs> so this isn't a one-time punishment. This is this is a weekly thing until this baseball season. This is a weekly season. punishment. <laughs> so so, so uh, you're, you're I, telling me for the next... Eight weeks, you're going to talk about a carnival in Dubai. <laughs> well, first of all, for, well, let me tell you, here's what, I, I, we have the list here of where the horses are coming from. And I'm going a couple to Americans, actually. Co- What'd you say? There are a couple Americans. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, so we have U.S. horses. I'm going to tell you all the other lists here that we have, all right? Okay. And you're going to be shocked for a pandemic year how much you get. So I'm going to tell you the list right now. All right. U.K., France, Sweden. Uruguay, Ireland, what else we got here? UAE, obviously. America. Austra- I said US okay. already. Australia, mm-hmm. Bahrain, Peru, Denmark, Germany. Well. Uh, who else have we got here? Uh, I said, uh, did I say Peru? I said Peru. You said Peru. So, yeah, so for a pandemic year, that's not bad. Yeah, thir- all those thir- countries, thirteen countries. That's not bad. Okay. You know, okay. You gotta give them a lot of credit for that to, to get the same amount. Uh, so we have so so. A lot d- of... when, when do the horses go onto the roller coasters? That, that doesn't happen here. Why not? It's a carnival. Well, why? Well, I don't know why it's called the car- again. You can call it the race course and ask them why. I don't think they understand my language. And, 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 well, actually, actually, they do speak English. Dude. They speak I English in Dubai. Well, the track announcer speaks English, <laughs> so, so, uh, so I, I I believe it's one of those things. You know how French Canada is half English, half French. Yes. So Dubai is half like English, half and English, half else. Arabic. Arabic. Okay. Arabic. So you can ask. And by the way, I heard amazing things about the track. It's a great. Uh, they 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 get really good dinner. By the way, I actually heard they have good dinner. Have you been to Dubai? I know, but I've just heard that over. You, know, you just heard they have good meals. Yes, and I heard there's a hotel there too on the track, and I heard it's a phenomenal hotel. Ooh, so it's like the the hotel in the Rogers Center. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to be doing this for starting next Thursday, and we are going to be, you know, I will be breaking down all the results for you, and Joe will have to just be standing there like a goofball. Are you going to tell but, us when the 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 Ferris wheel breaks? No, no. I can tell you it's every Thursday morning. So how do we get to this point? So the last two weeks here, we've had the UAE 1000 trial. You got to do this. You got you to gotta stay focused, which, hey, 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 I was going to punish you now. So, you know, <laughs> even Steven here. You got that? <laughs> I'm listening. And we had the so that was that was two Thursdays ago to seven, and then yesterday we had the two thousand trial and the Dubai Trophy. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I would say is is that Rebels Romance, that the horse mm-hmm. who won the trial yesterday, who's three for three now, that looks like a serious horse. So that would say I would be one to keep a look on. And Soft Whisper, who won the one thousand trial, that that would be a serious one too. You know, and you know the, who won yesterday? Who? Your man. I saw that. See, I I watched it yesterday. I did. I watched it yesterday. And and the how do you uh, even wa- how do you watch Dubai horse racing? It's very easy. How? 
What channel is this you, on? Is it on CBS? No, no, no. It'll be on TVG. You can watch it all there. I actually and, don't have that know. channel anymore. Oh, boy. So, and then and Tapu Bill won the trophy. And Taco Bill? No, Tapu Bill. <laughs> Taco Bell. I'll give, you, I'll give you another thing, too. So, do you know how Emirates planes and Emirates... Um, yes, the airline, yeah. Do you know that Emirates owns a lot of resources? Really? Yes. Isn't that a country, though? Emirates? United Arab Emirates. Oh, okay. It's, that's just a company. Yeah, so it, it, I'm telling you, t- so, their, so their owner's name is called Godolphin. That's their Godolphin. name. Yeah, and they are, you always see it, always, it's all royal blue, all royal blue shirt, royal blue sleeves. Um, the only thing that changes is if they have two horses or more in the same base, there might be a white cap, a red cap, whatever. I'm going to make a bet but, with, I'm going to make a bet with you. Well, oh, I'm not done yet. And okay. I was showing it because always under colors says fly, <laughs> Emirates fly better or whatever the slogan is. Fly Emirates or whatever you call it. I said, why is it always Emirates? It turns out they're in the same company. So. I will let Go you ahead. do this next year too if you can spell Godolphin. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> that's, that's a real... Let me tell you something, man. You, that is a real, real... You can do it ass. next year if you can spell Godolphin. I, I, I'll give it a shot right now. Go. G-O-D uh-huh. O-L D- hold on, D- there, there, there's a silent letter in here. I, hey, I gotta start all over again, thanks to you. Okay. G O D O L P H I N. You got it. He was very sad that I got it. Well, for two years, we can go. Me and Trevor going to the carnival. Hopefully, the Ferris wheel will be there next year too. Yes, but that's that's all I gotta say. You know, next week the action really kicks up, so. So next week the carnival opens. Carnival opens, man. I'm ready. I'm ready. Funnel cakes, like stuff like that. No funnel cakes though. Although you but they, but but, but, nice... but Dubai has good dinners though. Yes, I I don't know what they have, but you know. But you know, again, to all the uh, the horsemen out there, I hope for a safe and happy carnival. No cases, no injuries. I hope for all all the safety and and the best. Me too, and I hope I hope the lines are short on the rides. Well, actually, I heard they're going to start with no fans, so there really is Re- going to be no lines. Is going to be a carnival with no people? Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, well why, is there mu- why is there, you know, music during the NBA games when nobody's there? Because at least people watch it on TV. It would be an, I, empty, it'd be an empty carnival. I got <laughs> What can I tell you? So, <laughs> that's all I got. Joe, you got anything else? Um, Monday... Football games will be here. And yes, this was a tough task. Good job. You did it. I appreciate it. And oh, I will know, say this, this is... too. Hold on. Sorry. I will say this. Yankee players were excited that LeMahieu's back. They were all over Twitter all talking right. about it. Good. They're excited. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Fit, wrap us up. So that's it. That's all we got for today. I'm Joe Markowski. That's Joe Morales. You can find him on Joe Morales underscore. Did I get that right? You got it. What, what, what platform? On Twitter. There you go. And uh, that's all we got for today. We'll see you on Monday.